It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Welcome to the latest episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We're here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. I'm food dining and living editor Lagaya Figueres, and I'm going to tell you about a festival taking place this weekend where you can indulge in your love of donuts and desserts. This is Rodney Ho, entertainment reporter at the AJC. The original Walking Dead may be dead, but the spinoffs keep on coming. And we also have a special guest this week. The AJC's real-life columnist, Nedra Roan, is here. Welcome, Nedra. Thanks, Shane. I am going to share with you a fantastic way to get fit in Atlanta. If you're listening to this podcast on AJC.com, please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. First up, we're going to talk about some hot topics. And Nedra mentioned earlier that she has found a a really interesting way to stay fit here in Atlanta. Yeah, so this was a lot of fun. A few weeks ago, I had the chance to go visit a roller fitness studio, which, as I understand, is the first uh, roller fitness studio in Metro Atlanta. And um, I spent some time with the founder, Gloria Downs, to get a little bit more information about what she does. So take a listen. It's Saturday night, and a crowd of several dozen people are gathered at a retail center near Piedmont and Monroe for opening night of RollerFit, Atlanta's first roller fitness studio. My name is Gloria Downs, and I'm identified as GLOW. Gloria Downs, the founder of RollerFit, began offering classes in December 2020 at a rink in Stone Mountain. She opened an 1,100-square-foot studio designed solely for getting fit on four wheels. So basically, I noticed that while roller skating, and I've been roller skating for 22 years, um, it wasn't really recognized in the fitness industry. So I put together what I normally do and how I teach and introduced that in a fitness format so therefore people can lose weight and also have fun at the same time. And I felt like it was a need for a roller fitness studio because there isn't any. So that's why I wanted to open one. That's Glow executing a march and a half circle turn, exactly the kind of moves that beginners to roller fitness might learn in her class. 
The classes are formatted by levels. There's beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Um, they are, the beginner is more instructional. Um, you do certain movements to get your body moving, get certain muscles activated. Intermediate is more dance friendly. You learn how to incorporate the beginner skills into a dance routine. And then the advanced is the art of roller dancing. So you actually put all forms together to create an actual roller dance. Brittany Hardware was new to roller skating when she began taking classes with Glow just over a year ago. Glow just made it so easy to learn. She brought really good energy, like the worst of the worst, the people who had never been on skates before, the people who have been on skates their whole life could learn something from her. She never made anyone feel like they were asking a stupid question or anything like that. She's always just a, a like she's joy personified and like she just makes you want to get better every time you go to a class. The class was a lot of fun, but Brittany said she got a workout as well. So basically, roller fit, like, it got us in shape. Like, I lost 40 pounds doing it, like, that and working out on the side. But, like, I was skating with her every weekend. And, like, she, like, it, it's a full body workout. Like, and you don't realize you're working out till you take your skates off and you're sitting down and you're like, ooh, that was probably 30 minutes worth of cardio that I did not realize I was doing. And it was great. Sherry Turner, another roller fit enthusiast, used to drive 45 minutes from Smyrna to Stone Mountain just to take classes with Glow. The classes, she said, offered so much more than fitness. So initially when I first started skating, it was more so, oh, this is a workout and ooh, I need to work on my endurance. So that's how I got into it at first. Um, but then it was like this whole new wor underground world where like these aren't kids skating. These are 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds and 40-year-olds out here roller skating and doing dance moves and all these tricks and techniques that I've really never seen before. So I was intrigued by it, so I kind of stuck with it. So it became more fitness and, and kind of turned into just like a social activity and um, like a family, really. And that's fascinating stuff because I remember roller skating as a young child. I think I haven't roller skated since I was in the single digits. Um, it seems like so long ago, but, you know, and, and it seemed like roller skating went away, but I guess it never really did. It certainly didn't in Atlanta. There's always been a very large and thriving underground sort of roller skating scene here. Uh, Gloria's been part of that. And I think it's great that she found a way to spin off of that and reach a new audience of people, you know, people who are interested in fitness and maybe didn't think about roller skating as a way to do that. Yeah. Do people only wear the roller skates with four wheels or do people inline skate? Uh, as far as I know, it's four wheels, but, you know, Glow might have a different take on that. Okay. And then also, if one is coming, like preparing to take that class, do I imagine this is for adults, right? Okay, so do they, like, I'm injury prone, for example, right? Like, now I'm starting to, I'm getting older, thinking about, I don't want to get hurt and fall. Maybe my, you know, um, I'm, I'm just not as balanced as before. Do people wear things like knee guards and elbow guards That's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, no one that I saw. <laughs> oh, they're probably far more. I used but to. I, you know, I have a friend who actually wanted to do this. And the first thing she said was, I need 
knee, you know, knee guards. I need elbow guards yes. and a helmet. Oh, helmet. Do the, yes. And I was like, absolutely no on the helmet, but maybe <laughs> on the knee pads. I don't know. Can you tell us about the building itself? Because this is not local. I mean, I'm pretty familiar with that section of Piedmont, but it is not visible from the street. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely not. It, you have to know where you're going. Um, there is, if you go behind a lot of the retail that you see right on Piedmont, 1874 Piedmont, there's um, a retail office and they're very nondescript looking buildings um, but Rollerfit is on the bottom level of one of those buildings the suite number is um, four, I think it's 440, 441D that's it um, and you know it's not a huge space it's 1100 square feet um, which oh that's is, pretty dinky for it's small but uh-huh. that's you know she's not doing these You're not. it's not like a roller skating rink you're okay. not going around in circles at okay. top speed it's mm-hmm. not roller derby stuff at all it's really it's based on fitness and it's small movement and learning how to be controlled and that sort of thing. So, did you take kind of take a class? I did not, but I am planning to go back and yeah. Nice. That's amazing. That one person that you talked to, she said she lost something like forty, 40 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this, I mean, you know, the thing is, obviously, she she's been doing this for what two or three years now, um, and was doing it in Smyrna at um, Stone Mountain um, uh, Roller Rink in Stone Mountain, and. It was just fascinating to me that these people, first of all, following her to the, you know, the other studio, but also that this woman was driving all the way, you know, from Smyrna to right. Stone Mountain because she needed or wanted to take this class. So she has a lot of very devoted. Um, That's awesome. What is followers. the class size typical? Do you know? Um, yeah, I think it's about 12, no more than 12. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like it, it, that would, because it's a small space, it might be a good way for someone to start back with roller skating because you're, like you said, it's about control. And I mean, that's something that you're always worried about when those big rinks where it's like, ugh. You know, oh, feels- you got teenagers flying around. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I do. I, I do yeah. it with my daughter. So yeah, and I, yeah, it's still fun. I did. So I do. I skate at rinks when I'm not a. Let me just. Well, okay, I'm not so a great skater. But <laughs> are you saying you ice skate or roller? No, skate? No, I roller skate. Okay. I, well, I ice skate too. But this is ro- you know I roller okay. skate at rinks. Um, you know, with children, obviously, because that's usually why I'm there. Um, but you know, they've started really doing all of these events for adults. Like Pullman Yards had the event. There are a lot of pop ups that are really geared to adults. So I feel like knowing that. I feel if I went to roller fit, I would be more equipped to go out into the broader world of roller skating (laughs) because I've had the chance to really kind of work on how I'm moving on these skates, getting a feel for them in this small studio space with 11 other people as opposed to, oh my gosh, I have to figure it out when, you know, kids are flying by and, you know, one person (laughs) has a leg over their head and I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) So I think it's, you know, it's very helpful, I think, in getting a comfort level. And that's what I heard a lot of people that have gone to her saying is just they felt more comfortable on, on skates. That's great. You yeah. know, I I totally need to get my myself under control. I do actually own inline skates, and I used to do it a lot, but not so much anymore. Anyway, my husband and I went down to Peachtree City, where you have all of those trails for um, golf the goats. Yes, and so it's perfect. But my break was kind of used up so like I had no more rubber left and I was like throwing myself onto the grass to stop yes to stop because (laughs) it was going down (laughs) downhill you guys it was so funny okay that's like clearly I I need to do a better job there is something called the hockey stop like I need to relearn the hockey stop because I cannot be a 50 year old woman throwing Throwing myself onto grass so I got to take that class with Gloria yeah 
Yeah, sounds like the perfect way to to learn <laughs> and to get back into it. I mean, because I always I do feel nostalgic about it. Sometimes it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, I still have great memories of, oh, of yeah. doing that. Like as the a disco kid. ball. Yeah. That yeah. was a yeah. huge Friday night. I, hangout I feel like for in me. the moments when you're out there and you actually get a nice flow, it feels really good. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And it people really is. who do like dancing and stuff, yeah. I mean, they are talented. And the twirling, I and mean, to do like a 180, woo. <laughs> yeah, you can watch a pretty decent number of TikTok videos of people doing that. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, and, you know, that's a large part of why people started really getting back into this because they were sitting there you know during the pandemic scrolling on tiktok seeing all these people doing this stuff and thinking, eh, i want to try that so <laughs> you know here we are now you really can Atlanta. Right. <laughs> so i guess i'm not the only one who feels nostalgic about it no get out there shane awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Nedra. Thank you. And now we're going to talk about something uh, new. Well, something returning, actually. Our starred restaurant reviews. Right. Okay, so now that we're done losing weight with <laughs> with roller skating, I'm going to help you guys put on a few pounds. Yes. So last week marked the return of our starred restaurant reviews. And, you know, we had suspended those since March of, of 2020. We brought stars back in January of 2020. But, you know, two months later, a pandemic hit. And then when we finally started reviewing restaurants again, we felt that it was important to leave them on start as restaurants, you know, kind of went through their recovery. And at this point, it is definitely time to bring our stars back. So we are continuing with the four star rating system that we began, I think, with John Kessler in like 2014 is when we had we went from five to four stars. So yeah, so the, those stars are now back. And um, the very first one we did is actually Nobu and Henry Hollis, who is my fellow dining critic. And I wrote that piece together. Um, Nobu got three of four stars. It's been, you know, very hyped up. <laughs> I mean, we've been ever since, you know, Phipps Plaza announced that multi-million dollar expansion in um, 2017. And you're seeing, you know, it's all of the construction and whatnot. Now there's a nice shiny black tower with the Nobu name on it. That's the hotel and the restaurant. And yeah, so, you know, it's, I mean, Nobu is basically Japanese with Peruvian ingredients kind of thing is how, how he made his name. We overall, I would say, were really impressed with the food and where it was lacking is on the service end, which I think that that's one place I think in Atlanta overall is where we struggle with our, some of the service side of things. But the food was absolutely terrific. You know, in general, you're just going to see those Nobu classics. I will say hands down that um, black cod with miso, which was and always has been its like signature dish, the one that put Nobu like on the map. It's there in all of its sweetness. Have any of you guys eaten at a Nobu anywhere before? Nedra's raising her yes. hand. Yeah. Which one did you eat at? In New York when oh. I lived there. Oh. Yeah, that was my favorite little treat. I like the Chilean sea bass, though. Is that on the menu here? Uh, yeah, the Chilean awesome. sea bass. I'm going to go get it. Yep. Um, I'll just mention a few of the dishes that I really liked. The octopus. It's like this grilled octopus anticucho. And oh my gosh, it's also, everybody knows you're going to pay a pretty penny to eat there, right? And so if you want to think of this as a value dish, it absolutely was. I mean, and this is a massive platter with so much grilled octopus. I mean, so tender. It was just the way that I love, you know, octopus. But the portion was really big. And it even came with like a side of roasted 
potatoes and enough to take home in a very elegant doggy bag, <laughs> which is was lucky. Of course, like all of the raw dishes, the, the plating is beautiful, you know, with some of the sashimi, they have their particular style of presentation. And you'll definitely get that artfulness. I will say... There seemed to be a little bit of a corporateiness to it now. I mean, they are up to 50 restaurants around the globe. I think they've got somewhere between 13 and 15 hotels. And it's almost like they've got their playbook, you know. And so, I don't know. um, uh, I, I let people, you know, decide for themselves. But... It's awesome, you know. I mean, and I, uh, but I don't think just because Atlanta has a Nobu doesn't mean that Atlanta was any less of a great place to eat before no, Nobu arrived. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, if you have checked the box that you're a big city because you've got a hard rock cafe <laughs> or whatever, you know. Um, but we do have a Nobu, and I think it's terrific as a, as you mentioned, Nedra, special occasions. Yeah. Um, I don't have the bucks to make it my <laughs> everyday place. Plus, you, it's hard to get a reservation. Yeah. And we mentioned in, in the review that if you want to get in there, but you can't get the reservation, it's first come, first serve. It opens up at five o'clock mm-hmm. and you can go to both the bar lounge area and also the sushi counter and, you know, sit there and you can still have access to the entire menu of hot and cold dishes. And again, first come, first serve. So they do get a line, even like probably yeah. about like... 4.30-ish, people start, you know, hmm. showing up. But I kind of want to go just to compare it to 20 years ago, which is you know, when I went in But New I mean, the, the dishes haven't, there's plenty that haven't changed. Now, they did bring, I, am, I was asking um, the executive chef about, will we see any unique to Atlanta dishes? And he said the spring menu will bring a few of those. There are a couple that the uh, one of the corporate chefs who came from the Miami location brought with him from, from there is actually terrific. It was um, this baby corn dish, beautiful. And another was this, um, oh, was it a pork belly... Guys, I can't remember it. But the point was, you know, they're, they are bringing in some of the old, but slowly, you know, some of the new. But yeah, all the all the classics are there. Oh, my goodness. By the way, I didn't mention the Wagyu short rib dumplings. Amazing. There's only four of them, but they are really, really worth it. Stunning. It truly, they look like origami. They were shaped so beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, I know. So, so that's that's the first of our starred reviews. Okay, yeah, the first. And then this week, so they'll find online today and then in tomorrow's Go Guide, is my review of Rochambeau, which is a modern diner on um, in the Peachtree Battle Shopping Center. And I won't, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago yeah. when, um, when I mentioned that it had opened. It's from the guys behind Local 3. And it's so fun. Really, really fun. It's a little bit pricey, but but diners, you know, these days, um, a modern diner comes with modern prices. But also, what what is a modern diner? What does that mean? Okay, well, first of all, they're open. So they they they're open. I think it's starting at nine, so they don't have the morning hours. You've got a full bar. It's probably one of the most comprehensive beverage lists I've ever seen at a diner. It's not greasy spoon type stuff. It really is thoughtful. Their sourcing is impeccable. The execution on the dishes. Like, it's a terrific omelet. 
They know how to make omelets. You know, it's that kind of thing. And in fact, they do so much homages to Atlanta. It's very thoughtful in terms of how connected it is to Atlanta's history. This is something that I learned. Chris Hall, who's one of the partners, told me they had in look, people should look during the Valentine's time. They're going to be putting on old dishes from Georgia Grill. Georgia Grill was a diner that's now closed, but it was a kind of kind of like across and down the street a little bit. Right. Yeah. And the mainstay in the area. After they, when these guys um, announced that they were going to be opening, somebody apparently took from the dumpster, they were dumpster diving, and they got a binder of five years worth of Georgia Girl recipes that they shared with the guys for the, with Rochambeau. And they're now I think then they're talking, um, you know, just making sure that everybody's kosher, that they can sometimes bring in and out some of these recipes. And um, they're also they're in the space that used to be that Jim White um, half shell, right? So the one of the dishes that I tried, terrific fish train. I think they use snapper. That style of presentation is on the menu right now. And you guys, I we talked about turtles, which was the 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 record. What what, what do you? It was record a record store. store. Thank yeah. you. So they have the turtles wall that you put up. You bring your cassette tape, hang it up. It can be part of the decor. And they will once you give it to them, they will add your mix, anything on that mix, to their jukebox and you can play any song and you can actually use your phone to like download the QR and and control it from your phone. Huh. Isn't that? So that they create like an MP3 file it's for you from your cassette tape? Like your mixtape? Like you can, yeah, you like, can bring okay, in your so old mixtape from bring, high like, school? You can bring any. Get all my tapes Yeah, transfer. you can bring any, of your t- any or all of your tapes, give it to them. They will add that to all of the collection in the jukebox. Oh, that's huh. funny. <laughs> and also they even have scorecards where you can play Rochambeau, which is rock, paper, scissors is right. what it means, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's very interactive. It's a pretty fun place. Yeah. So check out that review of Rochambeau. Yep, that'll be in Friday's Go Guide. And online right now. Yep. Awesome. And also quickly wanted to mention that uh, Pools Barbecue up in LJ, which uh, we recently reported was closing because the owner is retiring, is not going to close. Yeah, well, we announced that in November, and all these people got so sad that Pools in LJ was closing the barbecue place, and it's known for the pig hill of fame. Yeah. Um, but Darwin Poole, who owned it with his wife, Melanie, they he decided to close the restaurant to, so he could spend more time with his, his grandchildren or whatnot. But now there is a new owner, and it is back and open. And if you want to take a drive up to LJ, you can go visit Pools Barbecue. Yep. And you can't miss it. The pigs on the hill will call to you from the highway. So. Yeah, I love the backstory on that. That one, he discovered he was not going to be able to use a billboard to advertise because of federal restrictions at that time. Um, he turned the mountainside behind the structure into Pool's Pig Hall of Fame. And it, and it features th- more than 300 plywood pigs painted with the names of customers from around the country. Yep. Yeah, it's there. It's great. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Rodney is going to tell us a, a little bit about, um, well, something happening with CNN. Well, yeah, a lot of changes over there, but um, you know, Warner Brothers sold off the CNN Center a couple years back, and um, now it's time for CNN to leave CNN Center. I don't know what they're going to call that space anymore right. after they're gone, but they're going to move back to Techwood, which is, I guess, technically Turner Campus, the Midtown Campus. So when CNN opened in 1980, they were in Techwood for the first few years, and they ran out of space. So, you know, Ted opened up a monstrous space down downtown and that became kind of the focal point it became a huge um tourist attraction they had cnn studio tours there for many many years and you know ted turner was right down the street he would you know pop around it it was a big deal for a long time obviously the past 10 years uh, most of the big names you know moved to new york so there wasn't much to see besides um you know robin mead i guess was the only one who was still around um but you know, since the pandemic, they haven't done the tours and it's just kind of over. So they're basically, you know, you won't be seeing CNN anymore downtown. That's yeah. basically it. Yep. So no more CNN Center downtown. I guess we'll wait and find out what they're actually going to call it once it's not at CNN Center. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's otherwise pretty boring over there. Right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a walkthrough on your way to State Farm Arena. Right. It's a food court. Yes, it's so, a food court. Yeah. And now we want to talk a little bit about what's new, and uh, there's a bunch of new restaurants opening and coming soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a laundry list. So I'm going to give you um, five places. Um, Write these down and, I guess, put them on your list to visit. So Henry's Bakery opened its fifth location in Brookhaven. It's a terrific intersection at Johnson Ferry and Ashford Dunwoody. So, And really, they cleaned that up. It was like a pizza place before. It looks really great. But anyway, that location for the bakery is now open in Brookhaven. Lagarde, which offers um, Cajun cuisine and cocktails as well. Lagarde American Eatery. Folks might know that one in its Chambly um, location, but now they have a second one that um, uh, Chef Jamie Adams and his partner Leo Mora opened in Milton. So it is in the Crabapple Market development on Heritage Walk. That just opened. Also open, here's for people who want to be a little bit active when they go out. It's called Fight Club. It's um, based in the UK. So the concept is social darts. With food and cocktails. Nedra, after you do your roller skating. (laughs) (laughs) Or before. (laughs) You can get an arm workout with um, throwing darts. But uh, yeah, so let's see. That is located at 1055 Howell Mill Road in Atlanta, Fight Club. Let's see. We also have Opo Coffee. So it's a new coffee shop and roastery in Decatur. It's in the old Amaza space next door to, um, let's see, um, BBQ Cafe, Kelly's Market. It's across the street from Kimball House. All right, so Opo Coffee. And lastly, this one is one that we've been kind of waiting for, Humble Pie. This comes from Ron Sue and Aaron Phillips that we know those guys from Lazy Betty, among other places. So they're calling it like a neighborhood restaurant that's going to do chef-driven American dishes. So that opened yesterday, January 18th, um, at the Interlock. There's a bunch of other restaurants over there um, these days at the Interlock, but folks can look for Humble 
pie now among those. And then a couple announcements that were made. We have a Latin food restaurant that's going to be coming by the end of the year to Larkin on Memorial called Birdcage. And um, actually, we remember that I did that review of the three pop-ups at mm-hmm. Full Commission. Right. Full Commission's right there. So this is in the another outpost, like an outbuilding over in um, that area the in Grant Park across from Oakland Cemetery. So look for Birdcage by the end of the year. And Big Dave's Cheesecake. Big Dave, he's always doing something. Cheesecake. Oh, sorry. Che- Cheesesteak. And cheesesteak. You should <laughs> add something to the menu. <laughs> okay, apologies. Big Dave's Cheesesteak is opening a third location that was announced. That's going to be this spring, and this time he's going to open in Forest Park on uh, Jonesboro Road. So that'll be... Um, yeah, coming later this spring. So yeah. there's I, your. I, I see pictures of his cheesesteaks, and it makes me really, really want them. But there isn't one near me, so I'm gonna have to make Drive, a trip. Somewhere. Make a trip. Yep, cheesesteaks, egg rolls, <laughs> wings, fries, salads. Yeah, it <laughs> salad. always, they always look delicious. So yeah. right. Okay, so there's your heavy, heavy dose of of dining. All news. right. So look for Eat all up. these new spots all over town, and. Rodney's got a couple of things to tell us about. The folks at Stranger Things uh, are getting a salary boost, first of all. Yeah, it's the final season, season five. They're going to start shooting here in Atlanta later this year. But um, this place, Puck News, figured out, you know, they're paying them in tiers. So, like, the top two actors who are getting the most pay are uh, David Harbour and Winona Ryder. They're getting paid $9.5 million each for, I guess, what's basically 10 episodes. Not mm-hmm. bad, and uh, then there's several tiers for the other kids. Um, the the end, you know, they range from six to seven million, and there's 20 people on cast, like regular cast, right? Um, and 10 of them are getting paid at least like six million each. So it's that's a lot of money. So it ends up adding up to over 80 million dollars. <laughs> so there shows you how popular this Netflix show is yeah. that they have the budget to just shell out 80 million dollars just for cast salary alone. This right. doesn't count production, marketing, uh, none of that. That's on top of that. Um, so, Robbie, yeah. do you know? Do we know yet, like mm, where they're going to be filming? Do we know any film I mean, sites? There are some places that they shoot multiple places um, that are around town that they've used multiple times. So you can look up their websites that show you where where you can go. Right, and, but and there any, are tours. But, but, but I, I, I like haven't heard new, anything new about the mm. plot lines. You know, you know, in the past they've they focused around one place or. But, you know, they did a mall one season. Right. Um, so it's hard. to. Uh, we don't know what the plot lines are. So who knows what they're going to conjure up this time. Um, but it is the last season. So, um, of course, the first season, it's only five seasons. And it started in like 2016. So it's taking a long and it may not. I don't think it's going to air till 2024. So we're talking eight years, only five seasons. So it's been the pandemic hasn't helped. And these kids are all like in college age now. So it's kind of hilarious at this point how much time has passed. I presume they'll probably have to put a time jump at this stage because right, right. these kids are otherwise supposedly like still in like 10th grade or 9th grade. I'm and they, six foot two and I'm, yeah, and they're I'm like, actually 12. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's gotten ridiculous. They, they were actually about the right age when the show started, but time has kind of been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of uh, popular shows, The Walking Dead recently ended, but... Uh, and but, not as quite as popular as it used to be, but they, they are, you know, obviously AMC is riding on multiple spinoffs. There's one with Daryl Dixon out in France. They somehow brought him out to France. They've got um, Maggie and Negan in New York City. And now they're bringing 
Andrew Lincoln's coming back to Atlanta, they're going to shoot. Uh, he's going to shoot with Denai uh, Guerrera, uh, who played uh, Michonne. They're going to be in a, sp- a separate spinoff that's going to be shot, I guess, in Jersey and Atlanta. But they're starting next month. And again, we've heard no plot lines on where they're based or what's happening exactly. Um, but uh, they will be back in Atlanta. So you'll see Andrew Lincoln again. It's been a while. He left the show like in 2018. Right. Uh, so it's been a while since Lincoln's been floating around Metro Atlanta. So if you get any Andrew Lincoln sightings, um, you know, you'll be very happy, I'm sure, because he's just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, we'll get Walking Dead back. Uh, even though the the original set for it is gone. So. Oh, oh, of Alexandria. Yeah, yeah they actually <laughs> tore that down. Yes. Um, I don't know. Again, I have no idea what they're going to do or where they're going to shoot it at this yeah. point in Atlanta. Well, when we hear, we'll let you know. And you can check that out at the Georgia Entertainment Scene blog on AJC.com. And now we're going to talk about uh, one fun thing that's happening over the course of the next week. So uh, we're giving you things to do uh And mine this week is the Atlanta Opera's production of Don Giovanni. The original opera premiered in October of 1787 in Prague, and this production is the first in Atlanta in more than a decade. This one updates the action to the 1950s set here in America. Uh, Of course, it's still sung in the original Italian, and they'll have super titles, so you can keep up with the story. And that's happening on January 21st, 24th, 27th, and 29th at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center, which is usually where you can find the Atlanta Opera's productions. Uh, And those tickets are $43 to $148. And what do you have for us, Lagaya? Okay, so you need to grab your friends who have sweet tooths and who like beer and go to the Donut and Dessert Fest this Sunday, January 22nd, at Second Self Brewing Company. So they're having a, yeah, Donut and Dessert Fest. Your admission ticket gets you donut samplings, dessert samples, and a beer ticket. There is a VIP ticket that gives you, you know, a few more things. Things. And then actually, it's a fundraiser, so proceeds benefit the hospitality fund. But anyway, that's again taking place this Sunday, January 22nd from 1 to 5. Tickets um, start as uh, 10 bucks and go up to 35 for that VIP. And it's at Second Self. You can f- learn more and get your tickets at secondselfbeer.com forward slash events. It'll lead you to the, uh, I think it's like an eBright site, but I'm not going to say the bit.ly here. So yeah. just go to secondself.com. Right. Yeah, that sounds like uh, the perfect event for Homer Simpson. I know. Donuts I and great. beer. Donuts and beer. So mm, Donuts. <laughs> All right, Rodney, can you top mine? Um, I don't know if I can top you, but uh, Barry Manilow is going to oh. be in town on Thursday the 19th. He is going to be at State Farm Arena. Uh, still plenty of tickets available. Um, it's starting, and, and shockingly low, 1950 for a ticket in the upper level, which is, you know, considering how much people usually charge at that level, is pretty good. You that know, gives me like one thing of sashimi at <laughs> Nobu. <laughs> And, um, you know, if you can't make that one, I, I'm going to actually see him in Vegas next month. He still has a residency out in, at Westgate in Vegas. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm psyched to – I've never seen him before, so I'm looking oh, forward really? to – Oh, really? I'm surprised. To listen to the Cope alive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, so that means people can have a weekend of opera, donuts, and Barry Manilow. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like fun to Atlanta's me. Atlanta's so cool. That's a crazy weekend. 
<laughs> it really is. Um, and uh, coming up in this week's Go Guide, we'll have something for the budget conscious among us, which is, frankly, most of us. Um, and we take a look at free and cheap things to do in and around Atlanta. And in Sunday's Living and Arts section, look for a story on Atlanta artist Greg Mike who is the founder of the Outer Space Project, an event series that merges public art, live music, design, action sports, and culture, and it's produced more than 100 murals throughout the city of Atlanta. And this week's Pet of the Week is Tidings. Everybody loves a tuxedo pup. This dual-tone boy is two years old and is looking for a constant cuddle companion. Not too fussy about toys or treats, Tidings just wants friends to run and play with. Learn more about Tidings or schedule a visit at the Fulton County Animal Shelter located at 860 Marietta Boulevard in Atlanta. You'll find a photo of Tidings and a link to his shelter profile on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer, whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks as always to Rodney Ho. I can't smile without you, Shane. <laughs> and to Guy Figueres. Thanks, guys. And to our special guest, Nedra Rohn. Thank you. I'm Shane Harrison. Thanks for listening to our brand new podcast, and we'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.